this morning, I wanted us to share something, but before we share, I would like us to turn our Bibles to Psalms 23. You remember, please turn off your mics, please turn off your mics, I'll read it myself. Uh, Psalms 23. And I follow this example of my pastor. He said we need to have our Bibles, so no screenshots of the Bible. So open your Bible in Psalms 23. It's a common Psalms that, that all of us are familiar with. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. The Bible says, are we all there? I hope so. The Lord is my shepherd. Underline the word shepherd. Underline the word shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Underline that also. All that I need. Verse 2. He lets me rest in the green meadows. Underline that. Rest in the green meadows. Some versions say in green pastures. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Can you underline that please? Peaceful streams. Number three, verse three, he renews my strength. Underline the word renews my strength. He guides me along right path. Underline right path, bringing honor to his name. Underline honor to his name. There is a reason why I'm asking you to underline those. Verse four. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, underline the word through the darkest valley. I will not be afraid, underline afraid. For you are close beside me, and your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Verse 5, you prepare a feast. For me in the presence of my enemies. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. Presence of my enemies, underlined. You honor me by anointing my head. Underline, honor me by anointing my head. With oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Underline, overflows with blessings. Verse 6. Surely... Your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. In verse 6, underline, goodness and unfailing love will pursue. And then underline, all the days of my life. And, I, and also underline, in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, honor your word this afternoon. Honor your word this afternoon. Honor your word this afternoon. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you because you are the good shepherd. We thank you because you are always with us. We thank you for your concern of our lives. We thank you for the times that we are living in. We are grateful that you are present in every situation. Father, be glorified. Let you be lifted in everything, O God. Your name receive honor and glory. 
In Jesus' name, I pray. This afternoon, I want to speak on the subject of the valley of the shadow of death. Some versions put it that way. The valley of the shadow of death. That is verse 4 of the chapter that we have read. The valley of the shadow of death. Now, if we look at this psalm, it can be divided into three parts. The first three verses is a man celebrating and honoring and glorifying God for the experiences he has had with him. Verse number four creates a scenario where this person begins to experience some rough turbulence. Turbulence in his life. Then verse 5 and 6 begins to shed light to us on the celebrations after the turbulence. And that is why I've chosen verse 4 as the heading for our, or the topic for our, uh, our service today. The valley of the shadow of death is the defining moment in the life of this particular person. Now, before we proceed, you'll see that those first three verses, as I've explained, are giving a very radiant life, a life that has been well celebrated. Then verse 4 comes about to give us a turn around. Things are taking a different turn. And verse 5 and 6 simply gives us the, the, the expression of the person after he's gone through the turbulent motions. Now, I realize that uh, time can run very fast, so this I should have done at the, fine, at the end of this, uh, the service, but I would like us to reflect over the following things, just in case time runs out very fast, these points will be with all of us as we leave each other today from this online service. The reflections that we get from this chapter, I want to point out about nine of them. And then we will discuss them as we go along, just to take care of the fact that time is not always very friendly in such moments, and so we may have to cut short. I don't want to rush through them. The first reflection I want all of us to have is, one, everyone has a valley of shadow of death in the course of their lives. Whatever kind of life you've had, or you are going to have within that course of your life, there will be a moment when there will be the shadow, the valley of the shadow of death in your life. If you have not had it, praise the Lord. You are still in verse 1, 2, and 3. If you are going through it now, as many of us are going through it, praise the Lord. We are in verse 4. If you are not through it now, let us have the hope we will be having verse 5 and 6 where we shall celebrate and see the glory of the Lord in the time after. The second point that we get to understand from this chapter is that we must remember a shadow is just what it is, a shadow. Remember it is just a shadow. The Bible has said the valley of the shadow of death. It is not death itself. It is a shadow of death. Something very interesting about these shadows, I don't, 
some of us sneak on our children and we watch Scooby-Doo with them sometimes. Scooby-Doo is a very interesting character or cartoon. In most cases, you'll find there is weird shadows that scare this dog. And then later, it turns out to be just a shadow. He discovers it was just a human being playing around with them. But the moment the shadow, lo- shadow looms over, he, over him, they usually run away, they scatter, they are on their toes every time. They seem not to have any direction. But at the moment they discover it was only shadows playing around with them, they gain courage and now they can speak out very, 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 very boldly. For those of us who have missed those cartoons, I've given you a synopsis. That's what usually goes in all of them. Running away from shadows and then discovering it's only a shadow and taking bold state to address the situation. So I want us to know in whatever situation we are in, or we are going to be in, or we have been in, it was only a shadow of what it appeared to be. It was not the real thing. Number three, inside the valley, inside the valley of the shadow of death, I want you to remember, there is always a shepherd. There is always a shepherd. That is our Lord Jesus Christ. He's always there with us, ready to lead us to the green pastures, ready to lead us in the quiet waters. And the Bible says, let us be renewed by the refreshing and the washing by the word. I thank God that He gave that wisdom to our pastor team. When they set up this year, we were told the theme for this year is the word. Little did we know that this word will be taking us through moments of real extreme stretching in our lives. Financially, social stability, emotionally, and all sorts of things. But God already knew what was to happen. And so, He set out in our hearts, study the word, be full of the word. For it will guide you in that time that you are in the valley of the shadow of death. The shepherd, shepherd is always there. Bible says Jesus Christ was the word. And he's the word. And he will always be the word. Praise the Lord. So when we have the word with the shepherd, he will guide us through the valley. Point number four, as we go on, we'll be sharing some examples later. He meets all our needs. We see in the valley, all our needs are met. All our needs are met. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter the shortcomings you have. One thing you have got to remember, there will be somebody to meet all your needs. If you are experiencing it now, there is somebody, Jesus Christ, to meet your needs now. Praise the Lord. When the people were hungry, the 5,000, The Lord said, give them something to eat. The disciples didn't have, but he knew what he was going to do. So even in this valley, he knows what he's going to do. Point number five that we'll need to remember as we go through. He renews our strength, leads us into the right path. Every time we are struck and we feel weak at every turn of events in our lives, We feel there is no hope. This shepherd, our Lord Jesus Christ, will strengthen you and give you the hope. He's going to lead you in the right path. 
Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter which path you are taking. As long as you submit yourself to Him, it will be the right path He will be leading you. Point number six. He removes all fear. All fear will be struck out of your life. But how will it be struck? Only when you are an obedient sheep. Only when you are a submissive sheep unto Him. Allow the Lord Jesus Christ to take charge of the circumstances. And He will define your path in these difficult moments. The scientists will come up with their own predictions. And people will come offering all sorts of all, all sorts of solutions. We thank God for those solutions. But you need to lean back on the Lord. He alone can sustain you through. We don't know how long. We don't know for how long this will last. But I want to thank God. He has been there before. He is there now. He will be there for eternity to come. So is a dependable support in times like this. Number seven, there will be a moment of anointing, presence, in the presence of our enemies and challenges that we face. It doesn't matter how long it is going to take, but I want you to have in your mind, this is but for a season. There will be a moment in the midst of all this. Our God will let you be anointed. The horn of oil will be upon your head, and you will be anointed in the presence of those that are your enemies. Be it the devil. Be it the enemy of economy. Be it the enemy, financial enemy. They will see you being anointed. For a greater purpose in your life. Throughout this season. Point number eight. There will be blessings flowing over us. In their presence. You know when the cup is overflowing. Even the neighborhood also gets wet. They experience the blessings that are coming. That is why it is good when you have a saint somewhere and is praying. Some people begin to receive their blessings. They don't understand how. But it's because God has directed blessings of a flowing blessings in the direction of the saint. And therefore, they begin, it begins to overflow and those in the neighborhood will also have an experience. No wonder your company is going to be back in business because you are there. Because God is going to send blessings to you, His Son, in that place. No wonder those, your friends, are going to have a breakthrough because they are close to you and they hear the word of faith come out of your mouth. No wonder your friends are going to be encouraged in this moment because they hear confession of truth and success and victory from the saints of God. And for that reason, they will praise the Lord and know He is God indeed. There will be an overflow of blessings. And finally, you will have a company of angels in the name of goodness and love pursuing you. You will have a company of angels. The Bible says the angels of God are ministering spirits unto us. And I want you to begin to take that seriously because an angel went in the deep prison where Peter was. There was darkness. There was a shadow of death in that place. Death was looming white above Peter's life. But the angel who was the ministering spirit to him 
went deep into the prison. And what happened? He was loose. Praise the Lord. And he walked out of the prison confidently, as though the soldiers were not there. The gate swung open, not because Peter had put his hand on the gate, but because the angel was at his work, business. Sometime back I shared with all of us that the angels in heaven sometimes complain because they have been assigned to some of us and we are not keeping them busy. Instead we are complaining. We are crying out. We do not surrender them. We do not allow them to take charge of the business in our lives. This will be a season in which the Spirit of God is going to speak into your life and the angels of God will take charge of whatever you are going through, you are experiencing. And that will be a wonderful moment for you. You will experience God's favor in your life. Praise the Lord. So I want us to remember those points. Just in case time is too short, then we will know we have at least had something to carry home in this afternoon service. But I want us to go in the scripture and begin to share a few experiences, a few shadows in the lives of one character and some characters in the Bible, and how they, 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 they handled themselves in those moments of shadows of death in their lives. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37. Also a common, a common part of the Bible that all of us are familiar with. And the name that comes to our mind there is Joseph. Joseph. Praise the Lord. Joseph. I'll start from verse 5. One night Joseph had a dream. One night Joseph had a dream. We are in Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37. Those who are still searching. Genesis is the very first book. You start from the, the left hand side of your Bible. Verse 5. One night Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it. They hated him more than ever. The shadow of hatred, the shadow of hatred begins to, look, to come, to appear before Joseph, over Joseph. That shadow begins to pursue Joseph from this moment. Listen to this dream, verse 6, he says, We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain, Suddenly, my bundle stood up, and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, So you think you will be our king? Do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. In our midst, and those who are listening to us today, there may be many of us experiencing this kind of, undergoing this kind of shadow in their lives. Probably in your place of work, you feel targeted for no apparent reason. You feel you are being blamed for all that is going on. 
probably whatever you've been relating, you've been relating to people and you find there is animosity creeping in. People just having hatred for you for no apparent reason. But I want to tell you, you are not the first one there. There is a witness to this. That is Joseph. He once was there. When this man received the dream, a young boy at age 17, he received this dream. He rushed to his parents and his brothers, hoping that they would also be celebrating with him, rejoicing with him because of this wonderful dream. And innocently, inadvertently, he shared his dream with the people who are not ready to receive it. Probably in his heart he thought they were going to rejoice and say, Oh, well done. This is good. This is a blessing to this family. But to his surprise, the kind of reception he received was not good. The brothers only ended up hating him more because previously the father had shown bias towards him. And so it exposed him. But I want to say, these kind of shadows don't last for long. And then he moved on. And there was a new shadow that crept in his life. But just before we go there, I wanted us to look at this, the ones that have underlined, that they hated him more than ever. Now, I didn't know there were degrees of hatred. Hatred is just hatred. But these guys were kind of graduating in their hatred for their own brother, blood brother, moving it and cranking it to a higher level with the time. And when he spoke in verse 8, then this began to reach dangerous limits. And so, they in their hearts, they planned this is not going to happen. I don't know what the devil is speaking in your life. I don't know what dream the devil is trying to kill in your life. But one thing I can tell you, what God has written concerning your life, Whatever God has written concerning your life shall not die because he is the shepherd watching over it to see that it comes to pass. Each one of us, God has got a destined dream in our lives. It is for us to discover what kind of dream our Father has put in our lives. Are we living by that dream? Are you walking by that dream? Probably you find yourself every other time struggling and you are wondering, is this all that God meant for me? But I want to tell you that is just a shadow. A shadow that has been cast in your life. The shadow of lack of success. That shadow can be driven away in the name of Jesus Christ. In verse 24, we see now another scenario coming in. And these young men have gone to look after the animals. For the father. And the young Joseph is told. Go and look after your brothers. Go and supply them. With their needs. They have been away for long. Take this to them. So the young man. He has no knowledge. He has no understanding of the depth of hatred. These people have. All he's doing is living by the dream. The father has given to him. He's living by the dream. God has entrusted upon his life. So he goes faithfully, serving his father, goes to the field. And you can read on your own, it's a long story, from 37 to 48 or so, 47 there. 
But we don't want to go through all those chapters. We'll be picking a few things here and there. Now, in verse 24, something happens. Then, they saw him coming. Then, they grabbed him and threw him into the cistern. Now, the cistern was empty. There was no water in it. Now, these guys, for those of us who may never have read that, I know most of us have, they saw the young man come, far away in a distance. And they said, yeah, the one who has the great dream is coming. But this is our opportunity now to kill that dream. We are going to kill him, and he will never see, he will never live by his dream. I don't know what the devil has been planning in your life. I don't know whether he's, he's been planning to destroy your dreams, but probably you can search through your life and you see, you know you are not where God has designed you to be. You know that the life you are living is not the kind that God wants you to live. You have a feeling inside. This is not what God designed me to be experiencing. But you cannot put your finger onto what exactly is happening. I want to tell you, there are forces out there who do not want to see God realize His purpose in your life. And those forces are day and night casting this shadow of death over you so that you don't realize it. So I have told you what is happening in your life. Now you may be asking, but what can I do about it? Let us go together as we share this afternoon. We want to know that we have got a shepherd who can take us through this situation and lift us out of those situations so that we realize God's purpose in our life. So we come to this verse 24, and then we realize these men decide to throw him into the pit. Because they have decided uh, it's not good for the blood of our brothers to cry before God over us. They have decided, let us throw him in the pit. Maybe the death will be occasioned by something else, but not us. Little they realize they are actually accessories to that, if it does happen. Now, what is happening in the pit? In the pit, there is a shadow. There is a shadow of fear. Because you raise up your voice, nobody can hear. You think of coming out, you have no means of extracting yourself out of that pit. This was the situation in which this young man found himself. Then there is a third thing that is happening again. Fear. A shadow of fear. So there is the, pit, the shadow of the pit of fear that is gripping this young man. He doesn't know how he's going to come out of it. Maybe wild animals will come and feast on him. Maybe starvation will come and finish it. Maybe the cold of the night will hit him hard. But one thing that I come to understand as I read through, God is always in charge. God is always in charge. God was always with Joseph in the valley of the shadow of death. However it presented, whichever way it presented itself, when it presented itself as hatred, God was there. When it presents itself as fear, God is also there. And so I see something happening here that probably was ministering into the spirit of Joseph at that moment. And probably we can get a glimpse of what Joseph was going through 
When we go to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah chapter 43, let's see, I suspect, I suspect strongly, this is what the ministration of the Spirit was over Joseph's life while he was in the pit. Fear having struck him. Every human being would be fearful, but let's see what the Spirit of God was speaking to him. And this is the same words that are being spoken to us today. This one I'll read from King James 43. From verse 1 it says, But now, but now, thus says the Lord, that, that created thee, O Kenneth, and that comforted thee, O Kenneth. I want you to substitute your names there. Kenneth is not in your Bible, you can see. But there's Jacob and there's Israel. Those words were not spoken to Jacob alone. They were spoken to you in your situation. So you can put your name there and tap into these words, the power behind these words. And so he says, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, and the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior, I have Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Saber for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. Now, because I can see some of you, I want you to turn to the person next to you. If it's your child, your husband, your wife, tell them this word. I know Carol is watching me, so I can tell her on the screen. I didn't know I was precious in the sight of God. I didn't know I was precious in the sight of God. This is what God is speaking to you. It doesn't matter what you are going through. You are still precious in His sight. For thou hast been honorable. And He loves you. And what does He say because of that? Therefore I will give men for thee and people for thee. Verse 5. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from east and gather thee from the west. Praise the Lord. This season of the shadow of death is for us for a while. Every watchman in the night longs, longs for the light of the morning. When the sun rises, he looks forward to that sun, sunrise because then it gives him confidence. The shadow you are going through may be a moment of darkness in your life. But I want to share with you, my brother, my sister. There is a morning that is coming. Look forward to that morning. God is going to shine that light. 
You will be vibrant like everybody else. You will go about your life like everybody else. It will be a moment of good success in your life. Praise the Lord. So, in the pit of fear, when there is a shadow of fear, God is always there. The shepherd is always there to provide for our needs. The third shadow is the shadow of false success. False success. Even as we go through these moments, you know the devil can give you some form of success here and there. And this success is temporary. And so you can sit back and think everything is done. You are okay. But I want to tell you, you have not lived your dream. Your dream is yet to be realized. God has got a better dream for you than what you are experiencing now. Genesis 37, 36 onwards. I'll read 36 only and then move, skip to 39. Genesis 39. 36. Genesis 37, verse 36. Meanwhile, the Midianite traders arrived in Egypt, where they sold Joseph to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Potiphar was captain of the palace guard. So we can see the person who has acquired Joseph now is of high standing in the, in the leadership of Egypt. Then we move to Genesis 39. We are still dealing with the shadow of false success. Potiphar, verse 3. Genesis 39, verse 3. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. Now, at this moment, our brother Joseph could sit back and say, Oh, I was about to die. I have arrived. Let me relax. But Joseph had a different mindset. The spirit of God was in him. The spirit of excellence it was driving him every day. And he did what was good. And he was rewarded for that. But at this moment, God probably realized, this is not in the Bible, but I'm saying, God probably realized, Joseph was becoming complacent. He was sitting back and just saying, I am okay in this place. I'm better than the pit in which I was. Probably there are certain offers that you've had that look so good. But I want to tell you, seek for the perfect will of God. Seek for the perfect will of God. He will give you that which is perfect in this moment. So, God occasions allows some things to happen that will move Joseph to another level. This woman comes up and puts an allegation against Joseph. And we know what happened. Joseph was innocent in all that. Joseph was upright in all his dealings with his master and with God. He did not lay his hand on that woman, but the woman, out of lust, had to come up with this funny story. And for that reason, the boss, the owner, the GM, because he listened to the gossip of the wife, because he listened to the gossip of your fellow workers, because he listened to those that do not wish you well in that place of work, 
he has been forced to take certain actions. Thank God for those actions. For all things work for good for they that love God. Thank God for whatever action is being taken because it is a springboard to a better ground. Praise the Lord. So God dashes away, he removes the shadow of the false success in the life of in the life of Joseph and allows him to be to go in the prison. And then in the prison there's something that happens now. There's a new shadow that comes in the life of Joseph. So we have mentioned the shadow, the, the fear of uh, the, the shadow of hatred. We have mentioned the shadow of pit of fear. We have mentioned the shadow of false success. We are mentioning the shadow of hopelessness. This is a senior person in the in the government. He has thrown you in the jail. Unless something unique happens, it is very difficult for you to come out of that prison. So there is a sense of hopelessness in that place. And probably the shadow you are having in your life now has thrown you into a situation of hopelessness. Thank God we have got a shepherd. Thank God we have got a shepherd who meets all our needs. Thank God we have got a shepherd who takes us the green pastures. The prison may be just the green pastures you have been waiting for. The experience you are going through may be the, the quiet waters you have been waiting for. Rejoice in them. Rejoice in them. For God has got a better plan for you. He has got an uplifting to carry out in your life. Don't, dis, don't despair at all. Genesis 39 verse 19 Shadow of hopelessness. Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were. And there he remained. 21. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithfulness, his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. You can see what God is doing. Even in those difficult moments. When the new shadow comes in. The, the shepherd is still with us. He is still at his, his story. Unveiling the story for your life. In those difficult moments. That is what excites me. Because as a human being I feel low. But when I remember that it is a shepherd unto whom I can look, uh, look to, I'm, I am encouraged. I know my life is in good hands. In the prison there is depression. You can easily be depressed. There is a tendency for you to blame God. There is a possibility of you surrendering your will to fight. But I want to say, also in the prison, the shepherd avails divine networking. Many people go to meetings, business meetings, not because they want to learn anything new, but it's because they want to have divine, divine, they want to have some networking. But I am saying, we have a God that is giving us a divine networking. This divine networking can open doors that you did not know. It will open doors that you had never heard of. It will open doors that you had never imagined. 
Little did Joseph imagine he would meet the butler to the Pharaoh. Little did he know that he would ever meet the baker to the, uh, the Pharaoh. But he had to become the tail in the prison in order to become a head later on. Praise the Lord. So he meets these guys, these two people. And chapter 40 and 41, we see what happens. Each one of them has a dream and it is interpreted. But to cut a long story short, finally, Joseph is reminded. Uh, uh, somebody reminds, uh, is reminded of Joseph. The butler is reminded of Joseph. Because he's restored. Genesis 40, 45. Verse 7, God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. Those are the words of Joseph. He has become the prime minister of Egypt by reason of God's plan in his life. He has taken him through and risen to that position of prime ministership. He is supervising the entire government operations. And now his brothers who are suffering come and he's inviting them. He tells them, don't be sorry for what you did. There's coming a time you're going to tell those who have harassed you in your place of work, sorry for what you did. It was to usher in the purpose of God in my life. Praise the Lord. Job has the shadow of loss. Job chapter 1 verse 7, the devil seeks. To get, to, to gain access to Job's life. And we see him trying to direct things. Job suffers loss. Loss of property is gone. But then that shadow is for a moment. It passes away. Through all those misfortunes, God restores Job's joy later on. We also see the shadow of physical harm in Job's life. But all that also in Job chapter 2, Job chapter 2, the shadow of the physical harm is gone. And God restores him again. He is made whole. So we see at the end of the day, Job being restored and his wealth being restored in a double portion. Why? Because he learned to stay with the shepherd through his cause of life. It doesn't matter what you are going through. It will be over. Naaman, 2 Kings chapter 5. We see 2 Kings chapter 5. The shadow of incurable disease on Naaman's life. But Naaman had a problem also. Because in his shadow there was pride. Under this shadow there was self-importance. That image he had. But we thank God when he humbled himself. When he humbled himself and dipped himself seven times in River Jordan, he received his healing. And so we are grateful that in moments like this, God is well able to bring help to us. I pray this very hour that you who is going through difficult moments, God is going to have a special touch in your life. The shadow over your life will be no more. The shadow that you have, has been looming over your life. God is going to rip it apart. Remove it from you. And you will say these words with him. That he is good. He that watches over you is faithful. You will speak the verse 5 of Psalms. 
that you have prepared a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You have honored me by anointing my head with oil. My cup you have caused it to overflow. Father, you have caused goodness and unfailing love to pursue me. I am grateful that God, all the days of my life, you have caused me to live in your house. I want us just to bow down at this moment as we pray. We come to the close. I know God has been speaking to you. But I want to say that you be patient in the presence of God. This is for a season. God is in control. Our Father is taking charge of every circumstance. He is going to turn things around. And the darkness that has been looming over your life will be no more. These enemies that you see will be no more. The obstacles you are facing will be no more. For the Lord is in control. Father, in the name of Jesus. Each and every person who has been listening to this message, you know what they are going through. Some have been dismissed from their place of work. Some are working at half salary. Some are working at reduced salary. Some have been given and paid leave. My Father, provide for their needs. Intervene, intervene, intervene. Lord, this is your time. Intervene on behalf of your children. Father, we thank you and we bless you because you are a faithful God. May your name be glorified. May your name be lifted. In everything that we do, let your name be glorified. I pray for a special, a special prayer over those that have lost their jobs. Father, let this, this darkness that is looming over their lives now pass away and let you reveal your purpose in their lives. The enemy that has been sitting on that letter of appointment is no more. It's gone. We thank you and we honor thee. Father, those that have been on half pay or reduced pay, mighty God, intervene. Revive things and let there be a revision of their terms. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name. We are prayed. Amen.